Welcome to episode 32 of Mixtapes and Heartbreaks. 3-2. I'm your host, Joshua. I'm your host, Diana. 32. Another day, another dollar, so they say, right? I guess. I guess, yeah. Man, it's uh, I'm in a weird mood right now. So yesterday we, we experienced daylight savings time. Yeah, and you we experienced the the upside, which was, man, it was a beautiful day. It was bright and sunny in the morning. You got that extra hour. But today. And then it's dark at 5.30. Yeah, that drive home from work where it's like pitch black, like cool. And your body, it, it makes your body go into that like, it's bedtime mode. So you're just like. It's dark, let's go to sleep. Yeah, I don't want to do that yet. So you're just like, I don't know. It's kind of in a funk. I'll snap out of it. Welcome to seasonal depression. Yeah. <laughs> fun. It's fun. It's fun. A depression that includes weight gain, fatigue, irritability, brought on by the low light of winter. It's fun. We had some fun, though. We went, uh, we went to the, uh, the zoo over the weekend. We did. We saw some animals. Well, we figured, hell, it's probably going to be one of the last like super nice days. So let's go experience an outdoor thing. I had other people tell me that they went to the zoo this weekend. Oh yeah, for probably that same reason. Yeah, because it's it's nice. Why not? Why not go enjoy the zoo when it's nice? Call the zoo. Um, you know, deep cleaned the house. Did a lot of did boring adult shit. Boring adult shit. Uh, but it felt good. It felt good to. I I will say that like so we deep cleaned the house. And literally cleaned everything, and it, like, and maybe this is boring adult shit, but, like, it changed the atmosphere in here. Mm -hmm. Like, there is this positive aura happening in this domicile now. I could see that, yeah. Everything is crisp and clean. We got rid of anything that was cluttering up. A lot of posy vibes going on in this household. (laughs) Oh, show. Oh, show. I have exercise the demons this house is clear yeah we uh it felt good to purge and literally cleanse and 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 freshen up a little you know it's good we gotta make well now we gotta make room for christmas is right around the corner apparently driving home seeing all these christmas lights apparently it's already here yeah um i think that america has collectively said fuck thanksgiving because you know, it's a horrible holiday that mm-hmm. promotes genocide. Christmas is two months long now. I am here for it. Yeah. Here for it. Yeah. 60 days. 60 days of Christmas. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I, I, I don't want burnout, though. I'm all for, like, putting decorations up and stuff. I just don't want to get Christmas burnout too soon, you know? I'm not going to put up Christmas decorations yet. Yeah. Um. Maybe, what is it, the 8th? Yeah, maybe in like a week. Well, Thanksgiving's in two weeks, so you got Maybe that. Christmas will be six weeks long. Yeah, I'm excited to not do anything for Thanksgiving. I'm very excited to not do shit. Yeah. I'm excited to not have to eat sides. <laughs> uh, uh, another little peek behind, you know, if you know, if you're listening to the show and you know me, you know I'm a vegetarian. So Thanksgiving is the fucking suckiest holiday <laughs> for me. Because everyone's like, oh, this food. I'm like, cool. I'll eat the corn. Oh, you put bacon in it? Why? Why do they put... You learn... Hey. People put bacon in sides that don't need to be in the side. Well, you come from a southern family. 
Yeah. And literally everything is made with a meat product. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents tried to make an effort to make sure that you had vegetarian sides. They did. They But it's it, still it it is a meal based around a very central meat product. Yeah. The whole point is like turkey. So if you're a vegetarian, there are a lot of good options. Yeah, but they're expensive now. options and fuck that shit. Like <laughs> I'm I'm tired of dropping like thirty dollars on a field roast and like fuck that. I'm not celebration or whatever the fuck. Like no, I'm good, and I don't. We're not doing that this year, so we'll fucking do whatever the the hell we want. Are we doing that REI opt outside shit? What is that? So every year, instead of being open on Black Friday, which is a if for some reason you're not from America and listening to this, uh, the day after Thanksgiving is a shopping holiday called Black Friday. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, I don't know when it started, but REI closes all their stores on Black Friday and started a hashtag opt outside. Mm-hmm. And so they're closed so their employees can like spend time with their family and like recreate mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah. We have listeners outside of the uh, outside of the country. Oh, I get cool. I get the uh, analytics. Oh, yeah. Welcome. So, yeah. W- welcome to welcome this. Welcome listeners. Welcome. Remember that show? Welcome Freshman. Yes. Great show. That didn't get brought up on that Nickelodeon documentary. Watched. No, it didn't. I was didn't. a little sad about that. Yeah. Welcome Freshman was recorded at Nickelodeon Studios at Universal Studios, Florida. We've been doing that too. We've been watching a lot of stuff on the TV and it's upsetting. <laughs> Has that always been a thing? Like upsetting shows? Like, upsetting how? Like we've been watching the show Dope Sick. Oh, and fuck, man, that's it's just depressing. And there's no positive light because it's still there's still pharmaceutical companies doing that kind of shit. You know what I mean? It's like Purdue Pharma is still doing that. (laughs) So we're watching this, these shows. It's like, oh, just just bum bummer shows with no resolution. Oh, yeah. Learning is hard. Well, there's that like mayor of Easttown, like these shows that were big that are just like, fuck, man. Oh, a lot of bummer shows. Bummer shows. They're just... Maybe... Usually, it's like the sign of the times of like... You can tell how the country's doing or how the world is doing based on what's popular in, in uh, pop culture and uh, in, in your media. Yeah. Uh, like in the 90s, everything was like... Music was like bubblegum poppy. I mean, there was some like grunge and shit too, but it was like bright colors. Uh, we were, when we were cleaning the house, we were watching this Roku channel. I think it's called... 90s i forgot 90s loop 90s it just plays back-to-back 90s videos and a missy elliott video came on that i totally forgot about oh yeah i saw that and it's you know missy elliott's videos back in the day were like that fisheye lens the big bubble suits but this one she had like a it was like mega man suit almost yeah it was missy elliott and little kim and i don't really remember that song little kim little kim little kim um I don't really remember the song much either, but I do remember yeah, that video. Yeah, they're dressed like uh, like speed racer characters or yeah. like anime. But like super bubbly costumes. It just, the time, because then the, the economy was out doing all right. <laughs> Not a lot to bitch about. We weren't really in any wars. So it's just like, I wouldn't say posy, just more like. Um, I'm pretty sure that we invaded Iraq right, in the right, early right, 90s. Right, right, but it wasn't like. I'm pretty sure that the war on crime in the early 90s thinks full Bill fucking Clinton right. uh, was happening. What I'm saying is I think I think your media, life wasn't 
oppressive. Well, I think media media's job then was to throw a little blunt, throw a throw a jinko sized <laughs> bright colored blanket over it. Be like, hey, gushers, right, kids? You gushers <laughs> on gush and rush of fruit juicy fun. Gushers! You know what I mean? And now it's just like everything's just like fucking. Ugh. It just seems it just seems more bleak. Everywhere, not just like life in general, but even the media you consume to escape, it's bleak. Self-awareness is hard. Yeah. I'm we're, not, uh, we're going through a reckoning. I guess so. Um, I wonder if th- we didn't talk about it last time. I'll touch on it. Speaking of like uh, childhood things being happier or whatever, we went and saw Country Superstars Alabama. 50th anniversary tour. In Tulsa. And man, it felt good. Positive vibes. I had a fucking great time. I was in a great mood and I cried a couple of times. It was it was nice. Uh, I've never seen Alabama. Uh, I grew up on Alabama. Probably the first music I ever heard was Alabama. Your mom and your sister, or and her sister were... Alabama like groupies. Fans. Fans. Fans of the band. They go to all of their damn shows. Um, so yeah, we went. Uh, I'm a little that. upset that she doesn't have her uh, her old... Any of her old Alabama stuff? Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's a little... like what do you, Why would you get rid of that? Right. She, I bet it's in a box somewhere and she just forgot about it. Probably. It's been years. Uh, we got that little backstage pass. Uh, so your side stage for Thanks, most Lance. of it. Thanks, Lance. Yeah. Shout out. Uh, not their tour manager, stage manager, Lance. Uh, yeah, it was a fun time. Really good show. It put me in a very, very good mood to see those those guys still doing it 50 years later, having a hell of a time. Yeah, I got a little nervous for uh, Randy Owens. He was doing a little pogo, and I was like... Yeah. Like, dude, you're 72. You're yeah, dude, <laughs> calm down. We don't need you to break a hip right now, Randy. Yeah. Yeah. It was very weird. Um, everybody was very confused about why you and I were there. Yeah, we were the youngest people there. And I we're mean, not young people. No. Uh, but we didn't, I mean, we we stood out, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm wearing a denim jacket with like patches and stuff all over it. We're like the the punk old people at the Alabama show. Yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, the young, yeah, I don't know what you would even call what we look like. But, yeah, everyone else is wearing, like, dude, but I, I loved the people watching because you would see, like, you know, most people were, like, your jeans and T-shirt dads and moms. But, man, there were quite a lot of people who were stepping out. Oh, yeah. That Stetson, just right, freshly, probably fresh out of the cleaners, starched. Cowboy shirt tucked oh, into yeah. some starched Wranglers, boots on point. I saw a lot of ladies' Saturday night shoes. Yeah, and they're you don't stepping need to be. out there. They're stepping out shoes. Yeah, but Alabama played for like three hours. You don't need you. You don't want stepping out shoes at a concert like that. Well, they're sitting down. Yeah. Well, they're for show. They're not for practical practicality. What do you think that drunk lady was wearing? <laughs> I bet she was wearing some heels. Yeah. Because she was definitely having a hard time walk, uh, walking when she left and then got kicked out. Yeah, there was a drunk lady in the front row, literal front row, right up front, 
kept putting her hands on the stage. She was like laying on the stage. That's why they told her to. She was like leaning forward towards the band, like laying on the stage. Yeah, she. I'm not, you know, AJ knows a better number, Aaliyah, R.I.P. This lady was probably in her late 40s, early 50s. Mid late 40s, probably. Mm-hmm. A mom's age. Uh, had your classic stepping out shirt on that that flowy, that wizard sleeve kind of a shirt, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what those tops are called, but they're very wizard it's sleeve. It's a blouse. It's a blouse. Uh, but it's very, uh, the chest was exposed. Yeah. Um, she wanted Randy Owens to see those titties. She was having a great time, and then she was asked to leave. Well, she was asked to leave because she told all the security staff, "Fuck you." Yeah, <laughs> you can't get you can't get mouthy with them security staff. <laughs> I enjoyed watching all the stagehands um, talk shit about her, mm-hmm. and then you heard from somebody else that they waited for her to go to the mezzanine and kicked her out. Yeah, yeah. they don't want to make a show. They're not gonna drag a woman off the front row at an Alabama concert. You be like, hey ma'am, you're gonna have to <laughs> you're clearly an inebriate. I hope her husband was so pissed about that. Oh yeah, I mean the front row tickets, those things weren't cheap. Yeah. Like, Carol? I dropped three hundred and twenty five dollars on these Oh, tickets. her name is probably Christy. Christy with a K. Christy with a K. Yeah. Yeah. I and she she always puts hearts over yeah. the I for the dot. She's mm-hmm. that kind of a lady. Yeah. But yeah, that was a good little trip. A good time. <laughs> we stayed in this weird-ass Airbnb that wasn't clean. A dirty Airbnb. A dirty Airbnb. Um, it, but it, it's good to have those little, like, get-out-of-town overnights. I think more. I think people should do that often. Yeah. Just a, just a little getaway, a little recharge, refresh. And uh, yeah, I want to start doing more, more of that. Not thinking too much about the daily grind, you know? The Daily Grind. MTV. That was a show, right? The Grind? It was the a grind, workout yeah. show, right? Yeah, it was. Who was that guy? He was sexy, right? He was super sexy. Um, Eric? He, was that his name? Eric. His name was Eric. He was on the first uh, season of Real World. I thought it was the dude who was, did the BK commercials, too. I love this place! No, Eric was on the... Well, he was on the Grind. Okay. There's a guy that did the Burger King commercial. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Cortez. Dan Cortez. Oh, yeah. I think that he was just a VJ. But they were they all did like weird workout dance. I had like a, a tape, like a MTV workout tape. That's I'm gonna lose lose some weight. I'm gonna I'm gonna get on that MTV grind workout. Yeah. Bring that back. It's probably a lot of a uh, bow flex and what was that thing? Tybo? Tybo, um, I think we had this conversation. Both of our mothers had, uh, was it Thigh Master? Thigh Master? Yeah. Every version of it. To order your Thigh Master, call 1-800-421-2000. Have your credit card ready. You'll send check of money order for nineteen ninety five plus four fifty for shipping. The original one was like this really shitty thing, and then Susie and Summers jumped on board, and they made it a little... It looked like a cervix, right? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they did it on purpose. And then those uh, workout... I don't know if your mom had one of these. It was a, it was a spring, and then on one side of the spring was these shitty plastic pedals, and then on the other end of the spring was like this shitty handle. Yeah, I have no idea what that's supposed to work out. It's like a rowing thing. Ugh. You like hook your feet into the pedals, yeah, and then you're supposed to like it's like a rowing exercise. Oh, 
my mom had one of those, and I would I loved playing with it because I had no idea what you do with it. I think that our mothers probably had similar like nineties, like the nineteen nineties, uh, trajectory of like diet fads. Oh yeah, Did and how mo- huge that was. My mom got on the uh the Dexatrim thing. Uh, any any diet pill like Fin Fin and oh yeah, my mom didn't do pills because that shit's fucking speed. Yeah, oh yeah, it's trucker speed for sure. Um, or those like she would buy those um Slim Fast like Slim chocolate Fast. tricks. Oh yeah, and I would always drink them, but they tasted like shit. But it was chocolate. I was like, ah, it's chocolate. Yeah, not realizing me and my sister would take the Slim Fast too. It's a meal. It's not just like it's not a treat. It's a it, meal in a can. It's a meal in a can. So you feel real sluggish. Yeah. Just a fat 10-year-old me just chugging a <laughs> malty chocolate slim fast. <laughs> like a like a cup of chocolate milk. Oh. Ultra slim fast. Give us a week, we'll take off the weight. We would drink um, uh, that and like carnation instant breakfast. Gonna love it in an instant. Yeah, we would drink those for breakfast. Yeah, I never, uh, yeah, we had carnation in the house. I never drank it. Ovaltine and it was another one. We didn't have Ovaltine. Gross. Everything was like no fat. I remember eating really disgusting hot dogs for very long, like a long amount of time because my sister and my mom would only eat no fat. Oh, yeah. Hot dogs. Is that why you're anti getting anything that has like no fat? If I get like zero fat uh, Greek yogurt. Like, no. If that. Oh, yeah. Because it's not fucking real. <laughs> you should. I'm, I have this whole thing about like eating real foods even though I eat garbage sometimes, but it's like low fat dairy products are not a thing. Mm-hmm. They're removing it. Right. You're putting sugar or something in its place. Yeah. yeah. That's how all those like low fat, no fat things. They're just adding. Yeah. It's super fucking processed. They're just adding bullshit. Like just eat a fucking hot dog or don't eat one. Like <laughs> eat it or don't eat it or don't. Yeah, man. All those, all those diet fads. My mom was into all that. She, uh, she started drinking Fresca. I remember that was her like healthier cola option. Doesn't it have a bunch of sugar in it? I don't know. I don't know. I drank a lot of Frescas. Clearly, clearly Canadians. Yeah. A lot uh, of that. Did your mom do Weight Watchers? I think she tried it and just bailed. I think she bailed pretty quick on it. Yeah. It because it doesn't. My mom work. did it for a while. Weight it's a, Watchers. It's a meal plan, like. I don't know. It always it always struck me as like it's also really fucking expensive. Yeah, it always struck me as one of those like it felt very pyramid schemey to me. Something about it felt pyramid schemey. I mean, it's just it's in a okay. Remove the commentary about how there's an entire billion dollar industry that exists to make you feel bad about yourself Mm -hmm. and to make you think that your body is not good the way it is. It's just cycle and like diet fads or Mm -hmm. whatever. But I'm, I don't think that it's a pyramid scheme. It's just an expensive way to make you feel like shit that really doesn't work. Right. It works if you stay on it. It's just, it's a, it's a meal plan if you don't exercise. Mm-hmm. And also, like, everybody's different. Like, you can't just say that people will eat this, like, shitty food, shitty processed food, mm-hmm. and exercise, and that they're all going to lose weight because that's not... It's not real. Yeah, I mean, different body types and... Different folks, different strokes. Different folks for different strokes? Yes. Different uh, folks for different strokes. 
classic saying. <laughs> Am I dyslexic? Ma- I don't know. Maybe so. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Those fads. They, then they continue. They keep, then it just morphs into other things. Well, what's yeah. shitty is that I'm assuming that also, like, my sister, your sister probably picked up that shit, too. Oh, yeah. My sister, well, yeah, but she got into, like, the stackers. That was the big thing. What is that? Stackers pills. They're, like, yellow jackets. Oh, it's speed. Yeah, stackers and stackers three. I took that for a while, lost a bunch of weight, but also got real, like, tweaky. It's not good. Yeah, it's diet pills are fucking, I think yeah. that my... Oh, not to get too dark, but I think that my grandma was addicted to it, you know, because mm-hmm. I know a lot of older women in our family, my family that like had like diet pill problems. Sure. Yeah, it was a big problem. Because it's just fucking speed. It mm-hmm. makes me think of um the character in... Um, Requiem for a Dream? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to be, be on, on television. television. The oh, red dress. Speaking of fucking... Anyways. Media that's just like... Fucking dark. Just that movie. Dark, dark as shit. You know what's not dark? Anthem Our sponsors. Bre- Anthem Brewing. Anthembrewing.com. Oh. Double crack. I'll fix that in post. Cool. Located at 908 Southwest 4th Street, right here in Oklahoma City. Check out their website, anthembrewing.com, for their hours, uh, their schedule, their... Events they have going on, different beverages they have in the tap room. Some of their beverages are tap room only. It's stout season. It is stout season. I'm not. I'm not quite there yet. I'm still on the ride or die kick. I know you are. I'm enjoying an Arjuna today. Mmm. Hot damn, Anthem is so so good. Winter is coming. Brace yourselves. I don't know what that reference means, but. You didn't watch Game of Thrones, did you? Not at all. Oh, you told me you watched the same episode like 15 times. Yeah, it's one of those things where like <laughs> you you like you're over you go to a friend's house and they're in the middle of watching it. Like, oh, that's cool. And then like you'll talk and hang out and get a pizza and then you'll turn it off and start playing video games. But that episode that's always happened just various scenes that I know and it tends to be from when I tell people like, oh, it's all from the same episode. Yeah. So I've seen the same episode, one episode in chunks. <laughs> Probably not in the right order, like very memento style. Probably. Anthembrewing.com. This episode is also brought to you by Digit, located at 1739 Northwest 16th Street in the Plaza. Digitokc.com. Find them on Instagram at Digitokc, Facebook at Digit. Check them out. They're always doing something. We're also brought to you by Block Bar on Instagram at The Block Bar. That's B-L-O-K. At 30 Northeast 2nd Street, the Red Shimmy Container Building. Delicious food. We just popped in there after our, our uh, zoo run. Had that delicious Casos Chicken Taco. Muy bueno. Spicy. A little spicy. Delicious. Got a side of chips and vegan queso, which is also delicious. They do great things. I said last night that I feel like I'm stalking them. I've been there like once a week for like five weeks in a row. You know what? Stop having good food. (laughs) I won't come in. Just stop having good food. I don't think that's the plan. Friday's 80s night. $3 cocktails for everyone. 
well cocktails. Wing Tuesdays. Get you some Casso's wings. It's really good. If you follow them on Instagram, you know. Hey, that's Plant Dad's wings, not Casso's. Not Casso's. Plant Dad's wings. So Plant Dad's and Casso's. Both various vegan meats that are delish. Get them at the block bar. Check them out. So I'm not a vegetarian, but I have never eaten. I've never eaten meat there. Because the burgers are Plant Dad's and those are amazing. The mm-hmm. wings are Plant Dad's. Um, which is a, a local vegan butcher. Those are amazing. And now they carry Casso's vegan chicken in various forms. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. Like, I think that everything can comes with meat, right? Like they have meat. They have wing. Yeah. Yeah. I think they have a, an actual meat. They have burger. a meat version of everything on their menu. And I have never even tried it. I've never heard anyone talk about it. Everyone talks about the vegan stuff because it's that damn good. You don't have, you don't want to get the meat. I saw somebody order a cheeseburger and I realized it was an actual cheeseburger. And I was like, oh, I, it's confusing me because I'm, I just forget that they have actual meat options. <laughs> yeah. Well, try one next time. No. At the block bar. You can find us on our website, mixtapesandheartbreaks.com. You can find us on Instagram at mixtapes.heartbreaks, Facebook at mixtapesheartbreaks. Not going to worry about Twitter. I think I'm just going to scrap it. I don't tweet. Don't have the time. Who's got time to tweet? Who's got time to tweet? I believe a person once said, ain't nobody got time for that. Email us at bangers at mixtapes <laughs> and heartbreaks.com. New email address. If you email the other one, it'll forward to this one. But bangers at mixtapes and heartbreaks.com. Rate, review, subscribe, share. Thank you guys for listening. You ready to get to this app? Sure. So it's 32, that means it's you. 32. 32, it's you. Yeah. It's like okay. that uh, circle of death. Three's for me, two's for you. Ugh, drinking game. Circle of death. Ugh. Ugh. I think I've only, I've only done it a handful of times. Just accelerating your drinking is just never a good idea. No, but when you're like 20 to 25, it's fun. It makes it more interesting, I guess. And we conversate. It's... It's just kind of about having a good time and, and giggling. And you get to a point where you're like, okay, that was enough. That was enough. There's Circle of Death. There's Power Hour, which we've talked about jokingly doing a Power Hour episode. I don't know if we can physically do it. I don't think we can either. We'll probably get to 15 minutes in and be like, that's enough. <laughs> that's enough. I'd have to do the math on how many beers that actually... I don't even... I don't think it's a good idea. It would be, it'll be a quarter hour power. Quarter hour power. Fifteen minutes of fame. <laughs> that's that's all I could probably give you. Yeah, it's a fun concept, fun in theory, but I don't know if we can actually do it. I think that we have. I think I've done the math before, and it's like four beers in an hour. That's pretty normal, but you're you're shooting it. I don't think that four beers an hour is normal. I think one beer an hour is normal. I mean, that's you process it in an hour, but I've had like two or three beers in an hour. 
when I was binge drinking. Yeah. Power hours and, and power. <laughs> All right. Okay. Moving on. What's, All right. What song you got today? So, um, you have shared a lot of mildly cringy things about yourself uh-huh. on our on our podcast. On I wear that shit on my sleeve. Yeah. Um. So I thought that it was my turn to share. Uh oh. Something. Uh, a little embarrassing about myself. Okay. We're opening up. We're opening up. Everyone's going to learn something about me today that I don't want anyone to know about. Um, so do it on a podcast. It makes total sense. Yeah. I'm trying to be fair. I'm trying to be equal. So you will not have to worry about me having a new age phase as an adult, older adult, mm-hmm. because I had one when I was 12. The song I picked is Book of Days by Inya. Oh, boy. Now, is this an Enya? This is the Far and Away song that's in the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, okay. (laughs) (coughs) I like that you prefaced it with that because there is like, there was a big thing in the 90s, like new age moms. I I think everyone who, who we know and everyone who's listening to this show has at least once in their lives either had a new age teacher at school yeah. or knew someone who had a new age mom or dad, a new age parent. That I like, feel like everybody's fifth grade art teacher was like, yeah, my fifth grade art teacher looked like Dorothy from the golden girls, but like new age. Oh, a new age Dorothy, like a patchouli scented Dorothy Spornak. She didn't wear patchouli. She just wore a lot of bangles and flowy things, but she looked exactly like Dorothy. Like giant hoop earrings. Yeah. And she taught fifth grade art. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you, would you call that hippie or is it hippie adjacent? Is new age hippie adjacent? Probably. 
is new age. New age is like a rich hippie. Yeah. Okay. It's like accepted hippie. Okay. I remember that being like an entire section in the music store. Kids music stores are these things you can go to and you could buy cassettes, CDs, all kinds of things. But there was a and they'd be labeled out. You know. I think there's still record stores. Is there still new age sections? No, there's not a new age section it's, at a record store. It's usually around world music. Yeah. Or they'll put it with like easy listening. Mm-hmm. So I found it very interesting that um, when I was doing research for this song, how much information there is on the internet about Anya. <laughs> Got a big fan base. Dude, it's kind of nuts. So Anya's kind of a joke. Mm-hmm. Like she's become a kind of a cultural joke or whatever. But she's in fact one of the wealthiest musicians in Europe. Word? Yeah. Um, sh- the article that I read said that she's worth like $104 million. She's only released eight albums. She never tours. She does not perform live. Dude, that's the life right there. You yeah. just go to a studio and like have some like Gregorian chants going on behind you. So, yeah. So that's the whole thing. Like uh, when I was doing research for it, like she is a recording artist and the whole process and the whole sound of Inya. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry. Inya Patricia Brennan is her anglicized name. Where is she from? She's from Ireland. Ireland. Uh, and it lists her, her name in Gaelic and I can't pronounce it, but, um, she is an Irish singer songwriter who's best known for her recording of Orinoco flow, which is the sail away song. I realized that she has all these songs that nobody knows the actual fucking title of, Mm -hmm. but it's like, oh yeah, the sail away song. Oh, it's the far and away song. Well, there's, I always confuse Enya and Enigma. (laughs) Those are not similar. No, Enigma well, was Enigma was returned to innocence, right? Yeah. I guess they're kind of they were part of that same adult contemporary. Yeah. But yeah, I mean Enya was always that like the punchline to any like new age or world music or whatever joke in TV shows and movies. Yeah, dude, she's got the fucking last laugh, man. Um I can't believe that. That's crazy. So she's Ireland's best-selling solo artist and second best-selling overall behind YouTube. I was going to say the Coors. Aren't they up there on that list? She has sold 26.5 million certified albums, 25 million records worldwide, making her one of the best-selling music artists of all time. Jesus. A Day Without Rain, which came out in 2000, remains the best-selling New Age album of all time. She uh she fucking lives in a castle. Of course she does. Apparently she's had several stalkers. She has a planet and a fish named after her. She has performed live for the fucking Pope and the King of Sweden, who just, are who is a fan of hers. Just a small <laughs> little get together. It's the Pope. With the Pope. That's crazy. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, she's like sort of a like kind of a huge deal, I guess, if you're into that. Well, I mean, apparently she's a big deal in the music world. I mean, I was world. into that when I was. <clears throat> so I yeah, don't. so so take me through this. So so, <laughs> I want to know how twelve-year-old Diana gets into Anya. I don't. 
Getting into Enya. Getting into Enya is totally the title of this fucking episode. <laughs> um, okay, so this song came out on the 1991 album Shepherd Moon. Mm-hmm. Let me make sure that's right. Yeah. Um, and so actually the original version was sung in, in Irish Gaelic and then it was put into the movie Far and Away with Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman in like 1992. Yeah. It plays in the credits. The Far, credits huh? Far and Away was the one. They've, they've been in a bunch of movies together. Yeah. That was the Homestead one, right? Where the, the Land Run movie? Yeah. Yeah. They shot some of that here in Oklahoma. Yeah. Because this is where the land run was. Yeah. 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 On location. Mm. So, um, so after it came out in the, sorry, Ron Howard's film, Far and Away. Oh, Ronnie Howe. Uh, it got, so for the movie, it got re-recorded as like bilingual. She sings most of it in English. And then it got like on the later pressings of Shepherd Moon, like it got replaced. So you actually can't really find the original. Apparently it's very hard to find the original Gaelic version of it, whatever. Hmm. I haven't, I thought about this all day because I knew I was going to pick this song uh, or an Inya song. I, I don't know how this happened. I want to say that it was like, God, I want to say it's like a Columbia house CD purchase. I could <laughs> almost, I would put, I'm not a gambling man, but I would put large sums of money on it definitely being a Columbia House thing. I thought. It, it was like the nine CDs for a penny or whatever. Yeah. And it was probably. Then you never pay for. Well, since it was like a bestseller, like a bestseller. Uh, it was a hot record at the time. You probably picked one and they send you eight randoms or whatever. Yeah. And it, Anya was one of them. You put it on and you just fell in love with these soothing sounds. Yeah, so I was like, I don't know, like reading about her process and how they come up with that sound. So the the sound of Inya is just her, that's her voice, mm-hmm. like layered over it. She just, you know, it's just like layer, layer. It's a choir of Inya. That's mm-hmm. what they, uh, they call it. Her and her longtime producer, co-writer, whatever. Uh, yeah, they call it the choir of one. It was a concept inspired by the wall of sound technique by Phil Spector. So this sort of tracks. Yeah, it does track for you. Uh, you know, I'm just all about the harmonies. Oh, yeah. And the big sound, uh, which is, that's what did I say that? That's why she doesn't tour because you can't replicate sh- it. Yeah. Because you Makes I mean, sense. it's like a it's like a fucking Coheed and Cambria album. Like you make this thing on tape that you can't replicate without you know 50 enyas singing at once yeah so you don't so you don't but also maybe you also do it so you don't have to play live yeah it kind of reads like um she's she does this like very much on her, her own terms like she's actually was uh contracted to sing that song in titanic that's not her she opted out of it because she didn't have enough creative control, which um shocking that mm-hmm. James Cameron was trying to control what she was doing. Um but yeah, that music was made by jo- uh, James Horner who did the soundtrack, mm-hmm. but it sounds like fucking Enya. Yeah. 
And I even remember seeing on Entertainment Tonight. That uh, they interviewed James Cameron about it and he was super pissy. He was like, Inya's not the only Irish singer or whatever. And so he clearly just like co-opted her sound to, you know, sell soundtracks or whatever. Yeah. That soundtrack did have a very Inya kind of a vibe. I mean, I guess it's the Gaelic Irish. <clears throat> the movie's about an Irish and Irish. Have you heard the theory that uh, that Jack is a time traveler? We're not going down a Titanic. <laughs> it's a good one. You should look it up hole. sometime. It's pretty. It's. She was nominated, so she did a song in uh, the Fellowship of the Rings. She got nominated for an Oscar for best song. She performed that song at the Oscars that year. She had a. She did the. Soundtrack? Yeah, it's called "May It Be." She did like the main song in Fellowship of the Rings. Huh. It probably plays during the credits. I don't know. <laughs> huh. Yeah. But yeah, I she she's been nominated. She's been nominated for like all this. She's very popular in Japan. Like, she's like one of the like best pop artists of all time in Japan. Huh. Like they don't consider her like a new age. They consider her like a pop artist. But she doesn't do any shows. They just buy the shit out of her records. Yeah, I guess. That's awesome. She makes videos. I looked I watched the video for Book of Days and it's fucking hilarious. It opens like the beginning of Days of Our Lives. Mm-hmm. It's it's so fucking ridiculous. You have to watch it. Uh, and then it's just like it's the videos from like far and away. So it's like spliced in scenes. Movie, and movie. She's like reading a book. In a land far from home, filmed for the first time in Super 70 millimeter from director Ron Howard, Tom Cruise, Nicole Kidman, Far and Away. Now playing at theaters everywhere. Hmm. That's interesting. So to answer your question, is I have no idea how I got into Inya other than it just sort of tracks into sounds that I actually like. I also kind of think, so I was a really weird nerdy kid. Mm-hmm. I was like really into like the earth store, you know, at Penn Square mall. What was that store called? It was called the earth store. Word really? Yeah. That's what it's called. So you're talking like a store that has like, um, uh, definitely there's there's that uh, not really a kiosk what do you call that it's like a, its own standalone music station yeah and it's like waterfalls and like Celtic music and and you yeah you like it's each little thunderstorm s- yeah you push a thing and it'll play it through headphones or no there's no headphones it would just play it through the thing so you can pick whatever the sound yeah. of the it'll play like 30 seconds or something of a thing yeah and it's, yeah waterfalls or sounds of the rainforest yeah, I was like really into like, I don't know, ceramic dragons and things like that. Earths? No, it was all like it was natural. Like, oh, like they had the wall of like conservation teas of like howling wolves and eagles sure, and shit sure. and like tree frogs. Did they have like wooden wind chimes and stuff? Yeah, the wooden wind chimes. They had the rain tree stick. They had the little music kiosk. They had the like rock collection. Oh yeah. Uh, frogs, uh, like stuffed frogs or anything with like 
Yeah, mm-hmm. they had like stuffed animals, ceramic mm-hmm. animals. Um, yeah, I worked in a store like that. Yeah, it was like, I don't know. It was like my dream store. I loved going in there. We used to go to the mall all the time. And it smelled like incense. Yeah. Yeah. And like rain or something. And you heard, you always heard dripping water because they would have those like fountains, those little like tabletop fountains. Yeah, those like uh, meditation fountains. And sometimes they would sell hermit crabs. Probably. Yeah. Uh, the one that I worked at did, uh, it was called, it's a small world and it was, uh, it was in Shawnee mall and it was so, my boss was your art teacher, like a hundred percent. And, uh, here I am like this, like orange spiky haired kid. It was like ear, like my ears were pierced and like. Why did they hire me? I'm I'm not that at all. It was a job, but yeah, my my job consisted of you know ringing people up. I had to restock stuff, but also I had to with the hermit crabs. You had to like make sure they weren't dead, <laughs> you know. So right. It was it was a really weird part of the job. Like, what am I doing? But my fa- hermit crabs were really big in the early nineties. Oh, huge! Like big. hermit crabs and hamsters. Hermit crabs were the fidget spinners. You know what I mean? They were like they were like the hot item. You got to get a hermit crab. Yeah, it was like everybody's a- gonna want a hermit crab. That's <laughs> that's that's fat cat hermit crab man. Like your accents this episode are insane. That's the sound a boss man makes. That's okay. the sound a a fat cat. A big wig. Listen, I got this truck full of hermit crabs. I don't know what to do with them. Why are they always from New Jersey? That's where fat cats are from. Okay. Fat cats are made in New Jersey. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, it was a weird job. How long did you work there? Is that that on the job list? It should be on the job list. I worked there like, I, I think I lived in Shawnee a couple of months, like three months. Oh, uh, I lived there. I moved in with my youth minister when I got kicked out of my house when I was a, a teenager. So I'm like 18 working at this hippie new age store when I'm like, not that at all. Yeah. It was, it was cool. There was, it was a cute, uh, cute hippie girl that worked there. There's was always a cute hippie girl. Yeah. Uh, in the food court the shawnee mall man i've worked at like every mall in this fucking state congratulations i know i'm a true mall rat yeah well i have no respect for people with no shopping agenda but yeah man that that but that's the thing i would there's the that little sound wall was yeah. like right in front of the register mm-hmm. so when it was slow and when anything was happening i would just like push each one and just listen to it and find the one that i liked the most and i would just keep hitting it yeah to like make my day that was my soundtrack. And it was always Sounds of the Rainforest. Yeah. That the, shit's so soothing. Yeah. And there were the CDs were in like a little display underneath it. Yeah. Uh, I think that probably in a former life, I was a hippie. Um, I'm very much into the aesthetic. I'm very not into the unwashing stinkiness. I fucking yeah. hate the smell of patchouli. I think it's disgusting. See, it's where we differ. I love the smell of patchouli. I know. I don't wear it because of I don't want to upset you. Thanks. Now get your patchouli stink out of my store. Move it, lard ass. Amber is like 
What's the color of your energy? It is the color of your energy. Uh, that's like the lowest on the on the dank scale. The dank the dankability scale. The dankability. What about sandalwood? How do you feel about sandalwood? Yeah, it's like it's like amber sandalwood is like the lowest on the dank scale. Egyptian musk. Yeah, sometimes, but um, like not uh, not in June. There was this uh, oil that I would get at the Whole Foods called Egyptian musk. It was really nice. Yeah, I know you're like into the danky musk. Super musky. But my my look doesn't tell you that. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm not like the guy that wears earth tones and like Birkenstocks. You know? I think I've talked about it before that my like older aesthetic goal is to dress like a elementary school art teacher. So I think that it's just always been there. Yeah, I mean, well, last episode you talked about dressing up as a Roma person for Halloween. And there's some things that kind of coincide there. That Roma gypsy to new age art that teacher. flowy kinda. aesthetic. It's the flowy aesthetic. It's And it's comfortable. It looks comfy as shit. Uh, what I'm really thinking when I think of it is um, Steven Tyler circa like 1998. <laughs> With like all the scarves on his scarves on his thing, microphone. all the bracelets. He he's in that like skirt phase where he's wearing like well, not, it's not a skirt. It's called something. A sorry. A sorry. He's wearing that all the when time. When he culturally appropriated saris, yes. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I think of. Because I mean, he looks like I mean, n- no offense, Stephen Tyler, you're a rock god, but you look like a lesbian art teacher. <laughs> that's offensive. <laughs> oh, whoops! Whoopsie. Is my future aesthetic going to be like a rock and roll hippie? Am I going to be, am I going to turn as to Steven Tyler? I, I think that happens. I just think that happens to all of us. <sighs> like if you, if you. St- I'm going to wear a lot of ch- chunky like rings. You either die a hero, you live long enough <laughs> to see yourself become the villain. You, you become that, that thing. Like I know in the next 15, 20 years when I'm like 55. I'm going to be that gray-haired guy still wearing black, but like, you know what I mean? I think that as you get older, you're going to start actually spending money on your clothing. And mm-hmm. I think you're going to start getting into like, I think you're going to go full Mad Men. You think so? I'm you, just going to start wearing suits all the time. I think you're going to like start getting tailored clothing. Maybe. Like a, a like t- Henri's dad. Have you seen Henri from Speakeasy? His dad. Yeah. Dude wears three piece suits on a fucking Tuesday night for no reason, just yeah. because. Like, yeah, I can. I think you're gonna on. wear tailored slacks. You're gonna still wear t-shirts, but mm-hmm. it's gonna. I think you're gonna get a little, little madman, little. I'd be into that. I could. I John could. Sterling is that his name? Sterling. The guy with the white hair. Yes. I'm breaking the microphone. Break it. So that was your pick, Inya. Did we fully discuss? I don't Inya? know. Did we? Did we get there? Yeah, it's a it's a really weird pick. <laughs> I still I still really I listened to it and it it totally brought me back to this like Roger Sterling. Roger Sterling. That just popped go. in my head. I didn't have to look anything up. Yeah. I watched the video so I could talk about it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, listen to the song because I haven't listened to the song in probably like 35 years or something like that. 
yeah, it immediately took me back to that really shitty point in my life when I was 12. Uh, I just can't get like a 12 year old listening to new age music. Like I don't know, man. Like I had a bunch of that shit. Like I had a bunch of Indian CDs. I had a bunch of fucking Celtic music. My best friend at the time's parents were like really into like the Renaissance cult. You know, they were a part of all those stuff. Yeah. The people that do like the Norman Renaissance Festival, like mm-hmm. got married at the fucking Ren Fair. They did like sword fighting. This was not very far removed from what I was like exposed to at that time. Yeah. You know? And I don't know. It was also just like, I was like a fucking sci fi nerd, like, which is, I don't think that far removed either. Okay, now were you a sci? Were you into fantasy or sci-fi or both? Both. Okay. My high school girlfriend was that too. She was that like Ren Fair, Celtic. Did you like? Were you into like runes and stuff? Yeah, dude, I was into all that shit. Yeah. I was like into like mythology and. Yeah, I'd never heard of any. Well, I've heard of it, but never experienced it. But yeah, it was that like crushed velvet, like purple, like. Is that the material I'm thinking of? Like the 90s? Yeah, it is crushed like velvet. Like crushed velvet jackets with like, again, the flowy wizard sleeve in at yeah. the end of the sleeve. Almost almost like the craft, almost witchy. But not witchy. But not witchy. Yeah, it's like mystical, but not witchy. Yes. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, that's a little part about me. <laughs> I love it. Please, if you're listening to this, never bring up this topic in my presence. <laughs> Thank you. What's your song? Uh, my song is n- not <laughs> that. Not that. No, it is um, it's a little song that was released in 1996. Are you taking it back? Taking it back to 1986. Apparently, I live in the 90s. A song by a band called Super Drag. Ooh. The song is called Sucked Out. Look around, could it bring somebody down if I never made a sound again? I love the cover of this album. 
Yeah, the that's uh, a perfect mint green cover. Like it, the the mint green. Is it more mint than I always thought? It was like more of an off white, but it's probably mint. I'm also colorblind. Let me look it up. So it's off the 1996 album "Regretfully Yours." It definitely the the album cover does have that that like 1960s aesthetic that was really big in the mid 90s. Yeah, you know. Uh, and maybe that's why that thing you do was such a popular movie and hit really well because that that aesthetic was really uh, vibing at the time. You seeing it? You find you seeing? Oh, I'm thinking about her eyeshadow. It's blue. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's cool. It's a it's a it's a it's a woman and like a what is that a makeup mirror? What do you call that? Yeah, a compact yeah. mirror. A compact mirror. Uh, this is the first single off their debut album. Uh, the second single, of course, was Destination Ursa Major, which is also another fucking banger. But we're not talking about that one. We're talking about Sucked Out. This is the song that uh, was everywhere. The song was huge. Uh, they're considered a one-hit wonder, which I I get because they didn't really do a whole. I mean, they have like seven records, but you wouldn't know that. I don't think it would not even uh, Destination Ursa Major was not commercially successful like no. that song. No, no, sucked out. Here, here's the thing: was sucked out. It was, it was so fucking catchy and so poppy that it was infectious, and an infection that large has it. It, you know what I mean. It catches and goes. Yeah. Give me something snappy. Yeah. No, that's lovers in the crap. Um, yeah, I first saw or heard of this song from 120 Minutes. That's where I saw it, too. Uh, the music video, man, and that's what drew me in, was it's one of those music videos in the 90s where it's, the band is working in a restaurant or some like menial labor job, you know? Yeah. And they're in their uniform. But it's, I, I do like when bands do this or did this where the music video starts, but the song hasn't started yet. And there's like other things going on. So it's either just silence or you're just hearing like room noise, mm-hmm. which is kind of what this song does. It's like he's sitting behind a register, just like kind of zoning out. And you just hear like noise behind him. And then it goes into the song, basically saying, like, what am I doing here? Yeah. I hate this job. He's wearing a uniform. He starts singing into the little uh, mic where, you you know, you tell people, like, order number whatever. Your order is ready. Uh, it was filmed in a in a big boy. That's cool. Yeah, an old big boy. But it, it, it's cool. It had that, like, the the classic 90s, like, um, color, you know, that, that color wash where it's, like, it's not vibrant. It's still mid nineties. Well, it kind of doesn't. It have kind of have like an MCM film feel. Feel. Yes, very mid-century <laughs> modern. Um, <laughs> like stone walls and the windows have like tricolored drapery in it, but it's like mustard yellow and like not purple, but like a what we call it mauve. I don't know, but like very very madman looking. It looks very madman in there, and yeah. they're. What drew me in was like, I see this dude. He looks cool. He's got that fucking mod. Not a Caesar, but it's where the bangs are just like right above the eyebrow. It's kind of a bowl cut. 
Kind of. But he's got sideburns, right? Very long, very thick sideburns, and I grew sideburns. I mean, I, I was a big sideburn guy. How about you, sideburns? You want some of this milk? <laughs> Let it be known, I was a sideburn guy. Sideburn guy. I always had them because I thought they were cool and I could grow them like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then they, they start playing. And, you know, they're dressed kind of mad many with the tailored slacks. Uh, yeah, I think the singer is wearing a... Uh, like a 70s tuxedo shirt. Yeah. Uh, but they, they look cool to playing in a in the restaurant and all that kind of shit. But yeah, I saw this video and I was like, damn, this looks cool and this song rips. The song is super fucking catchy. It's so goddamn catchy. And what's funny is it wasn't supposed to be on the record. Really? They had already recorded. They recorded the entire fucking record. It was done in the bag. And the, uh, the singer... Songwriter John Davis, not Jonathan Davis. John Davis. John Davis. Uh, went home and like had some more song ideas. So he wrote and recorded a, like a couple of jams and like a four track on like cassette. And then he, he gave it to Elektra, the record label that he got signed to. As kind of like a, uh, a show of like, hey, I'm serious about this band. I'm going to continue. I'm continue working on stuff. For the next album. Mm-hmm. And Electra was like, stop the press. What's this fucking song? You're going to go record it for real. It's going on the record. We're shooting a video now. Like they were like, this is it. This is, this is the one. Thanks for bringing us this gold. <laughs> uh, so they and went it was re- huge. Yeah, they went and re-recorded. They weren't wrong. And they shot the video for it. Um, the video director... Uh, I got sorry. I got to go to my notes. What a dumbass! Find your notes. Uh, it was directed by Chris Applebaum, who's done like did Rihanna's Umbrella video, did videos for like Miley Cyrus, Selena Gomez, like a bunch of people. So he went into like he stayed in that. So he went into like pop. Yeah, but still doing music videos. The DP, the director of photography, is Tim Ives. He's done like Stranger Things, like name something on Netflix like a series or a movie, he's the DP on it. Like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, so this is like one of his first things he did and like just blew up and now he's on doing all I'm, kinds of shit. I think that's a... I mean, think about how many people started making music videos and then went on to be a DP or like work in film. Mm-hmm. You think that still... do pe- People still make music videos, right? Yeah, I mean, it's not... It, it's not as lucrative as it used to be. Because you're usually you're because you, you can make it on your fucking telephone. You can make it on your phone. <laughs> um, there's not a lot of. I mean, you could you you could throw it on YouTube and everyone's gonna see it, or on Vimeo or like on your own website or whatever you want to do. TikTok clips or Instagram live or whatever. Nobody but, puts music vid- videos on Instagram, John. But that's what I'm saying is. <laughs> There are music videos, but they're not made, and this is such a fucking old man yells at the sky. They're not made the way they used to. Like there used to be something about a music video. I'm in a, a Facebook group. It's a it's a musician thing, and it's mostly old dads. And the question they Do like, you guys yell about the old times? No, but they posted a a question, you know, to kind of well, social media behind the scenes is you want to generate conversation that's what how you get the algorithm to, to work in your favor so you post a question and the question was which band or artist made the best music videos Ooh. 
that's a good question. And I responded with, I think Foo Fighters probably made the best videos. Their videos were always super fun. They were cool. And it felt like, it always felt like it was an event when there was a Foo Fighters video, you know? Yeah. You're almost getting like a mini movie, like the Everlong video. Yeah, Jesus. I was going to say the Everlong video. Learn to Fly. It's a funny one. Big Me was a funny one. Uh, they, wow, that's a that's a slippery slope, man. Yeah, it's a very slippery slope. But that's also when I was, it made me think about music videos. And like that's when when music videos were its own separate thing. Like, you know, in the 80s, a, lo- a lot of the time music videos are like, they're they're so like, fucking literal, like it's just literally what's happening in the song, and oh I don't yeah. I don't like that. Like, give me a little live performance, or not, but make it mean something about the song, but with not just being so fucking literal. I'm thinking about like Michael Jackson's videos. Oh Jesus! Like those were films. Those were yeah, they were literal movies. Yeah. Yeah. Each and, one, you know, I mean, think about like Madonna videos or any, mm-hmm. you know, pop artist of that era and how, you know, like the music video was like an art form. Yeah. And it was um, like with Madonna and Michael Jackson, a lot of people, the music video was like a chance to kind of express another side of your art to people. Or do something else with the song that you, you've already put it on tape and yeah. it's there. The body of it is there. Now you can display it in another way. Madonna was really good at doing that by making them a little controversial. Yeah. A little edgy. Uh, and that's why she's the icon that she is because of is that she? kind of shit. I think Madonna is a pop music icon. I think that, again... Okay, let's, not go, di- let's hold not go on. down that hold on. rabbit hole. You either die a villain or you find your villain. Or you die here, blah, blah, blah. She, I think music was probably the thing that was the, like, all right, get out of here. I think she was innovative and relevant to a point, and then I think that she just started appropriating. Yeah, around around the era of the music record. When she married Guy Ritchie and all of a sudden had a British accent. Right. Around that time. But this show is not about Madonna. I'm sure she'll come up in an episode. Eventually, yeah. Eventually. Um, so I digress. I digress. Um, it's a great music video. It's yeah. A song. It's a lot of fun. Um, a lot of things in the video, they didn't do a whole lot of editing. They just kind of kept the kind of gorilla style to shoot it and do it. Uh, there's a part like at the very beginning of the music video. I mean, it's probably a part of the edit it happened probably on one of the cuts, but they kept it in was his guitar string broke and he's like fucking throws it off the guitar. Yeah. Uh, and then he just like throws guitar down and starts just, you know, being wild. Like you do. You gotta get wild. Uh, his, I, I love that the chorus of the, the chorus of this song is just who sucked out the feeling and he's, but he like screams it. Yeah, was and his voice cracks, and there's just like you feel it. You know what I mean? Yeah. What I love about the song is that it's again wasn't supposed to be on their first record, 
But the song is already talking about the music industry and how it chews you up and spits you out and that uh, we're hot now, but no one's going to give a shit later. Right. You know, like, look at me, I can write a melody, but I can't expect a soul to care. Like, the whole song is about, like, we're doing this thing we really like doing, but does it matter? And that's kind of why I like the music video. The music video is them working in a restaurant. And fucking, if you ever worked in a restaurant, Jesus, it sucks. Like a diner. Yeah. Like a soul-sucking job. Just fuck it. Uh, cool, cool video. So they're, they're that. Where are they from? They're from Knoxville, Tennessee. Oh, okay. Knoxville boys. So uh, when they started so the band. they have that, like, I always notice that they kind of have a rockabilly vibe. Yeah. The, like but, a, a vintage rockabilly vibe. Yes. Very much like, it reminded me a lot of, like, the refreshments. Uh, refreshments are from Texas. That same kind of a vibe that, like. That, so, like, 70s, southern. Yeah. Rock and roll, rockabilly vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I really, I really dug it. So this song. Peaked. It explains his sideburns. Yes. Yeah. It's not just like to be cool. It's like, no, nah, man, it's kind of like a. Yeah. Like a rockabilly thing. Uh, number 17 on the billboard, modern rock tracks. So, so that's something. Yeah. Um, yeah, they uh, so they they put out this video and like then immediately hopped on the Weezer Pinkerton tour. Nice to where like that I mean that gave them a lot more traction, kind of blew them up a little more. Uh, what's funny about this band to me um, in my my studies when they started the band they were called the Used, and then another band I don't know if you've heard this other band that came out like you know probably less than ten years later called their band they used so when they they this band re-released tracks and stuff they did under the name they used yeah uh but because that other band the much more famous band yeah uh since they had that name they had to reprint everything and call it the used to be like the used to be what yeah Kind of, kind of dumb. But, but they uh, released music as the used first. Yes, that's not how copyright laws work. Yeah, but they weren't signed anything, and nothing. There's no contracts or anything like that. So, did they print music? Did they release music? I don't think they officially released anything, but they re-released old stuff that they did because Super Drag had gotten sort of notoriety. Yeah. Yeah. Um. A I great. Mean, I'm sure that they had a copyright lawyer, but right. It's not my understanding of how copyright law works. I know nothing about copyright law. I know nothing about law. I'm you probably know more than you do, than you think you do. Probably. Now let's say you and I go toe-to-toe in bird law and see who comes out to victory. Uh, yeah, I love the song. Uh, we were trying to get it together to, when I was in the Shut Up Matt Jewett band, we were trying to get it together to do it as a cover, but could never really Didn't narrow happen. it down. Uh, it's, just, it's just a fun fucking song. You know, you got that little, uh, the way the song is constructed is so great. Yeah. Because, you know, it's, you got the, the verses are bopping big. It's the opposite of how a song usually is. The verses are big and the chorus is just a bass line. Like, yeah. 
a baseline that's walking down and just repeating one thing over and over. And then it builds and up. And then it just like pops back it in. It pops right like, back in. Pop, pop. Yeah. Such a fucking, I love this song a lot. And yeah. I've, been, I've been wanting to talk about it before and uh, I haven't. And then we were going to do this episode. I was like, man, what song? Are we? Oh, I'm, I want to do the Super Track song. I was, a, I was surprised to see that they didn't do more. Uh, well, they have put out more records, but none of it caught any kind of traction. Well, I don't think that this song is necessarily uh, indicative of what their actual sound is. No, not at all. Well, with this, the next single with uh, Destiny Ursa Major, like it's not that. Yeah. Destiny Ursa Major, to me, I, I like both of the songs for two different reasons. Sucked Out gives me that, like, that, pop, that pop sensibility that I really like, but destination gives you that like i don't want to say emo but it gives you that more like a little more indie rock indie rock post hardcore kind of a vibe to it that is uh it's something else entirely yeah so i can kind of understand why it didn't really catch on i'm sure people bought this record thinking like well where are all the poppy jams you get the one you get the one and maybe the, that's probably why this song Sounds different than the other songs on the record because it wasn't supposed to be on the record. Yeah. And maybe that's the label was who would who knows what would happen to this band if this song would have been put on it. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't think it would have been. I think that their life course would have been drastically different. Yeah. The uh, because there's no other like singles. On that. No, just the destination. I mean, that was the only one that got played on the radio. It never didn't get it was released as a single, but it didn't get like a anything for it. Yeah. But yeah, that was my pick. Sucked out. Good pick. By Super Trap. This is a weird episode. <laughs> Who sucked out the feeling? Who sucked out the feeling? Who sucked out the feeling? Yeah, I was trying to find a, a a through line or a cross point, but um, no, no. Finally, we don't have a theme. Not this time. No. Hey, but thir- hey, thirty-two episodes. That's good, though. Thirty-two. We went thirty-two before we hit a little bit of a an impasse. I'm just thinking about like the posting of what. Like our photos are going to look oh, like. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That Instagram post is going to look pretty fun. Yeah. Pretty fun. This has been a really fun, fun app. Yeah. Thank you for uh, listening to my embarrassing awkwardness. I love it. <laughs> I love that we've been together as long as we have. And I did not know. Yeah, dude. I don't fucking tell anybody about Anya, that, man. That was like deep. Locked in, like yeah. no one needs to know about Inya. That's yeah. my thing. That's my thing. I'll die. Like, <laughs> uh, 
Uh, sorry, I just had this like chest burp. <laughs> it like came from my soul. Oh, um, it's that Enya coming out. It is. The only person that knows about that is my oldest friend, who was my friend at that time. She is the only person, like other than like my sister or whatever. She was there to witness. She was a witness to Enya. Okay. That's wild. But but it's why I didn't listen to like contemporary music when I was like twelve and thirteen, whatever. I was a fucking weirdo listening to fucking Celtic music, like. But that tracks, though. I mean, <laughs> like I said, I had a girlfriend that was her thing too, and there's a lot of girls and boys that was their thing that they got something about it crept in the old ear hole, and that's that's what they were into. But they came out of it into like industrial music after that like yeah. nine inch nails and well it, it was like goth that led into that like they were into Bauhaus and that got into that. yeah no I got into like indie rock and hardcore yeah well you gotta you gotta dust off all the those bangles yeah you gotta shake those bangles out. get the shit off me shake those bangles off yeah so this has been a lot of fun uh we will be back with 33 33. The Pippin? The Pippin episode. The Pippin episode. Yeah. The Jesus episode. Oh, yeah. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Check out all of our sponsors. Yes. Find us on social media. Yes. Thanks. Bye. Bye.